Next and Central Parish Radio's podcast is a teaching series on the book of Revelations by Pastor E.A. Odeyemi, Continental and Assistant General Overseer, Redeemed Christian Church of God. Your name is to be adored and to be praised and to be worshipped and to be exalted. Let's just go ahead and praise his name and worship him and exalt him. Let's exalt the Almighty, the King of glory, the Lord that sits far above all principalities and powers, the owner of our life, the lover of our soul, the great and the mighty one, we praise you, Lord, and we thank you, Lord. Lord, we praise you. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you, Lord Jesus, for all that you have done and all you will continue to do. Mm. Blessed, blessed be your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory, Lord, as we worship you. We give you glory, Lord, as we honor you. You are wonderful. You are worthy, O Lord. You your name today. King of glory, we appreciate you. The wonderful, the counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, we appreciate you for all that you have done and all you will continue to do. Accept our thanks and praises in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for being alive. We thank you, Lord, for preservation. We thank you, Lord, for your protection. We thank you, Lord, for provision. We thank you, Lord, because you are the one who has destroyed all the plans of the enemy concerning our life. We give you all the glory. And we thank you, Lord, for being in the midst of your children. Accept our thanks and praises in the name of Jesus. On behalf of your church, those of us who are here on site, and all your children who are watching online. And every other person, oh Lord. We appreciate you that as a country, we are still standing. Accept our thanks and praises in the name of Jesus. We thank you for our past. We thank you for our present. We thank you for our future. We know without any doubt that at the end of all this story, your name alone will be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Teach us today yourself. Minister your word into our soul. Lord, we pray by the time we are living, we shall be much better. Jesus' mighty name.
we have prayed. And everybody will say, let someone shout, hallelujah. I want you to greet those who, those who are around you and welcome them to the presence of the Lord. Tell them you are welcome in the name of Jesus. God bless you. And then we can have our seats. We continue our study in the book of Revelation. And today I will be, I'm reading Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. Because I'm, I'll be bringing out something very crucial. Before we begin to examine uh, Revelation chapter 6 and on and on and on. We want to look at some things that are mentioned in Revelation chapter 4 and uh, chapter 5, which are very crucial to our understanding of the book of Revelation. So let's just start from Revelation 4.1. I will read it in three translations for proper comprehension. After this, I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up either, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. In Good News Translation, at this point, I had another vision and saw an open door in heaven and the voice that sounded like a trumpet which I had heard speaking to me before said come up here and I will show you what must happen after this. I'd like you to take note of some specific things, specific words that are used there. In the New Living Translation then as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven. And the same voice I had heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, come up here and I will show you what must happen after this. One of the things you are, we are going to encounter in the book of Revelation is the fact that um, the person who saw this revelation recorded for us what he saw using symbolism. Symbols. Symbols. Using symbolism and comparison using figures of speech. Now, when you look at the Good News Translation, because I want brought up, uh, uh, brought up exactly what I want to talk much better, said, at this point, I had another vision and saw an open door in heaven and a voice that sounded like a trumpet. Now, reading that, somebody might just say, oh, the voice he had was the voice of a trumpet. But is that what he said? Is that what he said? No. He said, it sounded like a trumpet. And as you go through the book of Revelation, you will come across a lot of symbolism. Like, as, and so on and so forth. And the reason why this individual had to record it this way is because there is no other way he could have recorded what he saw. He was living here on earth. He was taken to heaven. He saw things that were in heaven which he didn't have enough vocabulary to capture. So what could he do? He could only use the limited vocabulary of the earth 
to express the revelation of the things of heaven. So several times, we will say, what I saw was like or as figures of speech. Now, for us to understand what this means, you need to understand that God speaks to his prophets using the language of vision, dreams, and symbols. You will see that in Numbers chapter 12. Let's open our Bible there. Numbers chapter 12, verse 6 to 8. Numbers 12, 6 to 8. He said, listen to my words. I'm reading from NIV. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. But this is not true of my servant Moses. He's faithful in all my house. With him, I speak face to face. Clearly, and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? There, in this passage between 12 and between 6 and 8, three things are mentioned there visions, dreams, and riddles. God will speak to his prophets in visions. Dreams and riddles. And sometimes he could speak directly. Just like he said, I speak to Moses face to face. He will see the form of God. I will speak to him in reality. He will see clearly exactly what I want him to see. So when you go through the Bible, you will see God utilizing employing symbols in visions, in dreams, in riddles. Now, the first time that Moses had an encounter with God, how did he see God? Exodus chapter 3, verse 2 to 4. Exodus 3, 2 to 4. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will not turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush is not burnt? And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush, and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Yeah. Now, in verse 2, the Bible says, the angel of the Lord. In verse 4, the Bible says, when the Lord saw. So, there are two personalities there. The angel of the Lord in verse 2. And the Lord in verse, in verse 4. So, how do we correlate the two? Is the angel of the Lord, the Lord... The answer is no. Now, for you to understand what is happening there, go to Psalm 18, verse 10. Psalm 18, verse 10. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly. Yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. Whenever God goes anywhere, he doesn't go alone. We are talking of royalty. He's always around with his angels. So on that day, what happened? When he appeared unto Moses. There was no, Moses, no way Moses would be able to comprehend the presence of the Lord. So what did he do? He commanded one of the angels to start small fire. The kind of fire that would be burning which will not consume. So the angels started small fire. The fire was burning. Big thing. But the only thing is that this fire was not consuming. So that it would be different from other fires. All God wanted was to get his attention. To attract his attention. And the moment he turned aside and said, Hey, what a wonder is this? 
Why is the fire burning? And it's not consuming. Then God spoke. God, the first time God appeared to Moses, he appeared in symbolic manner. Shows him a symbol. Because God himself is a consuming fire. That's how the Bible describes it. Because as at this time, he was still learning to walk with God. Learning to know God. To hear God utilized symbol. But several years later, this same Moses requested from God one day, Lord, show me your glory. God said, yes, I will show you. I'll put you in the cleft of a rock. I put my finger to cover you and I will pass by. And as I pass by, I will remove my hand so you can see my backside. By that time, he has grown to the level when he can see God as God is. Walking with God requires that we go from one level to another level to another level to another level until we see him face to face. But there must be that desire from within you. I want to know you more. Don't remain at the pedestrian level of yesterday. You have known him at a certain level before. But you must not remain there because that's not all you can know about God. Thank God he has saved our soul. But is that all that God can do for us? The answer is no. In fact, I will say that is ground zero. I'm just about to begin the journey. There are several other things. Several other things. When Jacob saw a revelation of God, he saw a stairway that goes from the earth to heaven. That's how, how long the journey could be. A step at a time. And the closer you are to him, the more you know about him. The more clearly you are able to see. So, there must be the aspiration from within us. I want to know you better. Until we begin to see as Moses saw God. It's my prayer today that every one of us we shall have that aspiration in the name of Jesus. When Micaiah had the revelation of what was going to happen to him, 1 Kings 22, 1 Kings 22, from 21 to 23, 1 Kings 22, 21 to 23, he also had the revelation. The king called for him to find out, should we go to war? Should we not go? Oh, he said you can go to war. You can go to war if you want to perish. You know, there's a way you say something sarcastically. And the person will know, ah, there's a danger. So the king said, prophet, have I not told you that you should be telling me the truth all the times? Okay. You want to hear the truth? This is the truth. Told us that he saw a throne set in heaven. And the spirits surrounded the throne. And God asked the question. Who will go and convince him to go to war so that he can perish? And he said, different spirits are coming forth. You are speaking. And then he said, there was one spirit that came. Verse 21. And there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord. And said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, Where are we? And he said, I will go forth. And I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. In other words, lie a spirit. Important for you to see from that particular passage. Lie is what? If you are lying, what does it mean? Eh? 
You are the one who says so. Lie is a spirit. He said that will become a lying spirit. In the mouth of all his prophets, they will begin to lie. They will, they will be prophesying. They will think they are prophesying. But they will not know that they are actually telling lies. He saw clearly. Micaiah saw clearly. He saw the throne. He saw God on the throne. He may not be able to describe the form of the person who sat on the throne. But he saw what happened in heaven. And he heard also. And he was able to relate what he had to the people who were listening to him. When Ezekiel saw his revelation, and there are several revelations that Ezekiel had. In Ezekiel 37, 1 and 2. Ezekiel 37, 1 and 2. He said, God carried him in the spirit and set him in the midst of a valley which was full of bones. He walked around and he saw that the valley was full of dry bones. There were many. They were scattered. Now, look at verse 11. Verse 11 said, Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. God took him to the valley of dry bones. He was walking around. He saw that the bones were dry. He saw the situation of what was going on in the valley. But he could not put his finger immediately upon what God was saying. Until after the old episode. When the bones had come together. When flesh had come upon them. When they were already standing and the, the, spirit, I mean, the spirit came upon them. And they were a whole army. An exceeding great army. Then God told him. What I've just shown you is the situation of the house of Israel. For now, they were dry bones. But that is not the end of the story. At the end of the day, they will rise as a mighty army. God showed him the present and he showed him the future. If you are to see Nigeria today, you will see Nigeria as a valley of dry bones. But that's not the end of the story. I wanted to tell your neighbor, that's not the end of the story. Please say it very well. God did not stop there. God took him from the present and showed him the future. But not, that's not the only thing. God also told him what he's supposed to do between now and then that will bring to pass that particular future that God desired. He has to keep prophesying, keep saying what he wants, keep praying, keep interceding until what he saw will become a reality. That's the reason why we keep praying for Nigeria. We have seen the future of Nigeria. It is not what we see now that is Nigeria. The future of Nigeria is glorious. Today, it may be dry bones. Tomorrow, we shall be a mighty nation to reckon with. Let your amen be louder. Daniel saw revelation. Several revelations. When you look at Daniel chapter 7, he saw seven beasts. He described the nature of each beast. But after he had seen all the beasts, then God told him through the angel that came, to show him all these things. Daniel chapter 7 verse 17. Daniel 7 17. These great beasts. Which are four. Are four kings. Which shall arise. Out of the earth. It's interesting to note. That each time God speaks. To his prophets. He will also. Especially when he speaks to them in symbol. He will also tell them what the symbols are representing. So if you are receiving revelation and the Holy Spirit is not telling you what, it's, what he is saying, you've got to pray for that particular aspect of the gift. Because if he speaks to you in symbols, he will also tell you what the symbols stand for. 
praise the Lord. That is the power of interpreting revelations. So we see here symbols and we see that that's exactly the language in which the Holy Spirit speaks. In the first chapter, the, the first verse that we read, John revealed to us a door was opened in heaven. Does that mean that the door he's talking about is like the door that we have here? No. God had to use that door for him to let him understand that even as you look at the space, as the sky, it is not all solid brass. There are openings by which your prayers can reach heaven. That's what God wants to reveal to him. That was the reason why the other time we spoke about there are porters in heaven. There are openings. Don't, whenever you look up, you might, be, you might just be discouraged. Will God hear my prayer? Yes, God is hearing. Because there are openings. He said a door was opened. It's not only one door that you have there. There are several doors. So every time you are praying, as long as you are praying according to the word of God, your prayer, there is a passageway for your prayer to the throne of grace. And I believe that today, even as we pray again, the almighty God will answer the prayer of one person. Who is that one person? Are you the one? Let me hear you say a better amen. Then, he said something. He said, I heard as it were, as it were, it sounded like a trumpet. There's someone who speaks and it will sound like a trumpet. That is the voice of the living God. That's the kind of voices that you hear in heaven. Sometimes it will, it will sound like earthquake. It will sound like, like lightning, like thunders. There's someone who will speak. And the adversaries will hear his voice. The Bible says, they will run out with frights out of their hiding places. We are not talking of the voice of a man here. We are talking of the voice of the living God himself. When he speaks, he sounds like a trumpet. Even the trumpet he's talking about here is not like the trumpet of the world. This is the kind of trumpet that will sound and the whole ground will be shaken. That's the reason why I want you to know. When you call upon the almighty God and say, Lord, speak concerning my situation. When he speaks, no one will say I don't hear. When he speaks, even your enemy, he bow. And I'm trusting God today. Everyone who has been resisting you, they will hear the voice of the Lord. And they will bow. Let your amen be louder. Let your amen be louder. So as we begin to walk with God, every one of us, you must begin to prepare your mind because one of the things I've told us is that as we are studying this book of Revelation, your capacity to receive from God will increase. Every one of us, we will become prophets. God is not, just, is not looking for one prophet or two prophets or three prophets. When he wanted to, to distribute his gifts among the children of Israel, 70 people at the same time they were prophesying. And I want you to know that today, beginning from now, you also, you will become a prophet. As you begin to walk with God, prepare to receive from him visions and dreams in symbolic manners. He will speak to you. That's why I normally tell people, when you begin to receive revelation from God, either through visions or through dreams, learn to write them down. Many people will say, what? Um, it's not that I don't dream. It's not that I don't receive vision, but um, I don't understand them. They don't, uh, they, they, are, they, they don't have any meaning to me. Because they are symbols. But 
Those symbols, all you need to do is to break them down to pieces. As to break them down to pieces, it is, you will suddenly discover each part of it is something. God wanted to reveal somebody to me. This was some years ago. It was a dream. I saw a cock in front of me, passing by. Beautiful cock. And as the cock was moving on, suddenly, the same cock just turned and became a serpent. The same cock changed, transformed to a serpent. So I woke up. What? What's this? God said, that's she. She looks like a cock. Beautiful. But, that's also she. She is a serpent. That's the way God speaks. Symbols. Oh, somebody else could have seen that and said, what does it mean? Sometimes, somebody will say, I saw so so person in my dream. He came out like this. And then, he became like this. But I know, he's the devil that is using his body in the lie. Why should the devil use her to show you that he's a serpent? Why should the devil show you that this fellow is a serpent? Or employer, employer body as a serpent? Why not another person? If you see someone like a serpent, and you know the person in real life, you better run because you are dealing with what? And you are dealing with a serpent. It's important that you begin to understand that. Because from today, I am so sure, cocksure, God will open your eyes. As you begin to receive symbols, one of the things we discover is that God uses one thing to represent another. This is what we call comparison. Comparison is an examination of two or more items. To establish similarities and dissimilarities. It will use one thing to explain what the real thing that he wants to show you. Revelation chapter 1 verse 10. I want, I want, I want us to see several passages in chapter 1. Revelation 1 10. I was in the spirit on the last day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet, a voice that's, that is like trumpet. The only way you could explain this voice was the voice that he had heard before in the world, which was the voice of trumpet, which was the, the loudest that he had ever heard. So the voice that he had over there was like that voice, comparing one thing with the other. From verse 12 to verse 16, of the same Revelation chapter 1. Revelation 1 from 12 to 16. Now, he was here describing Jesus Christ. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like, take note of that too, one like unto the Son of Man. Clothed with a garment down to the foot and got about the paps with the golden girdle. His head and his ears were white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were as, as a flame of fire. His feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace. And his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was as the sun shined in his strength. This was his description of the Lord Jesus. Now, he said it's like unto the Son of Man. He knew Jesus here on earth. That the person he saw in heaven now, different, entirely different. The description was far, far different. In fact, 
at the end of his description, he said, he fell down at his presence and saw one who was dead. He was scared by what he saw. By the kind of glory, by the power of this fellow that he saw. He, described, he made use of different words there. He mentioned the kind of garment that he was wearing. He mentioned the girdle. He called it a golden girdle. He mentioned his hair that was like white wool. Like wool. As white as snow. His eyes were as a flame of fire. He had to make use of what he had known to describe what he was saying. In other words, what he was saying was far, far beyond what he was describing here. Now, let me tell you something. When the Bible says, oh, the streets of heaven is paved with gold. What is the idea of gold that you have? The idea of gold that we have here on earth. The founder of this church, before he died, he went to heaven. He saw his home, his mansion in heaven. And when God showed him the mansion, the whole place was made of gold. But it's not an ordinary gold. It was the kind of gold that when you stand outside, you can see what is inside. Pure, transparent gold. Do you have that kind of gold here on earth? The answer is no. I found that the Lord was describing levels of the grades of gold for us. Then somebody traveled from Nigeria, traveled somewhere to, I think, to Far East, and they have all these um, very pure gold. His, gold is a, his ring is of the best gold you can find here. Maybe they call it 22 carat or whatever. Wedding ring. So he saw a shop, a, a goldsmith's shop over there. He branched. Said he wants to clean his wedding ring. So he gave it to them. So they look at it. They say, "We don't clean this type." And what do you mean? This one is this one is low grade. If we put it under our machinery, it will disappear. We just crush it. This cost him a lot of money. Yeah, maybe he even bought it from Britain or whatever. But over there was low grade and that is still in the world though. So when you hear about the gold of heaven, don't ever compare it with the gold of Nigeria. Let somebody say a good amen. So anytime you are reading the book of Revelation, you must take note of all this like us. All these comparisons. He's trying to only bring to our memory to show to us what he saw using the limited vocabulary that he had. There was no other way he could explain it. He can only use what he knew as at that time to explain what he saw. Definitely what he saw was more grandiose than what you can ever imagine that anyone could see. So we see Jesus doing this time and again. We see symbolism all through the Bible. Jesus made use of parables. That was symbolism. Matthew chapter 13, verse 3. Matthew 13, verse 3. And he spoke many things unto them in parables. Saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow in parables. The disciples came to him and said, Why are you speaking to them in parables? I don't mind them. The mysteries of the kingdom are meant for you, but not for them. He spoke to them in parable. The people, when they, after they have listened to parable, they left off. I mean, they left him and they went away. Only the disciples came back and said, Lord, we don't understand what you are saying. Tell us exactly what are you saying in plain language. Several times, people come to church. They hear a sermon. To them, it will be a parable. And they will go home. Very few people will go home and say, Lord, please teach me what exactly is pastor trying to say today? What area of it actually affects me? 
what part of that message do you want me to pay attention to? So, many people will just hear and then they just go. The disciples didn't do that. Went to him. What are you trying to say? And then he began to unravel. Unravel. That particular parable. It looks so simple. The sower goes out to sow. As he was sowing, some fell by the wayside. The best of the hair came. He took them. He said, yes. We see that every day. It happened in our farm. Farm. Many of them are farmers. That money, they went to farm to sow. So, it wasn't anything new to them. But they are forgotten that what Jesus is talking about is not about ordinary seed. He was talking about the kingdom of God. But they missed the message. Only the disciples went back to him and said, we know you are speaking in symbol. What are you trying to say? Those who want to grow, they always go back to God and ask him questions. This thing that I've read in the Bible, I don't understand. Teach me what it means. There are a lot of symbols. In Luke chapter 13, Luke chapter 13, we see Jesus speaking again. The same day, there came certain of the Pharisees, saying unto him, Get thee out, and the pardons, for Herod will kill thee. And he said unto them, Go ye, tell that fox, Behold, I cast out devils, and I do chaos today and to tomorrow. And the third day, I shall be perfected. Now, when you hear that, you will see comparison there. Comparing someone to something. So, what is he comparing with one another? He compared Herod with what? Fox. So he was saying, don't worry your head about that fellow. If you really want to know his true nature, he's like a fox. So people want to understand who Herod was. What do they need to do? They need to go back and study fox. Once you study fox, then you will understand Herod. So, if Jesus were to describe you, what will you use? Matthew 23, <laughs> 33 and 37. Matthew 23, 33 and 37. These serpents, these generation of vipers, how can ye escape the damnation of hell? 37. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee. How often will I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathered thy chickens under her wings, and ye will not. In 33, Jesus compared some people to what? Serpents and, and vipers. He has been speaking about the Pharisees. And towards the end of his, of his message. He said all that I've been saying. Oh Pharisees and, 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 and the Sadducees. And scribes. He said you people are. Serpents and generation of vipers. These were the, the religious sects of the day. The people when they are passing by. They will bow down to them because they were the only ones. And when Jesus Christ took a look at them and saw them, he didn't see anything called holiness in them. He didn't see anything called religion in them. He saw emptiness. And then he saw a generation of vipers. If Jesus were to look into the church today, what would be a symbol, his metaphor to describe the people in the church? Oh, Nigerian Christians. Generation of what? Generation of foxes? Of serpents? Of vipers? Of poor conspirators? Of pythons? That's why we have in the church today. 
Then he said, I would have loved to change your situation. It is my desire to gather your children together. It is my desire to keep them from the evil that is coming. But you won't allow me. That's what religion does. Religion will blindfold people. Put them under delusion. Will make them to think they are safe. When they are not safe. He said, I will have gathered your children together like hen. He made use of another symbol there. Hen, gathering his chicken. When does hen gather his chicken? You need to ask yourself that question. Whenever you see the eagle or you see the hawk above moving around, when the moment the mother, the mother hen sees the shadow, what does he do? Immediately cry out, and all the chicken they already know they will come under the wings. Say that's what I will have done. Won't allow me to do it. And do you know what happened? Because they didn't allow him to do it. By AD 70, General Titus marched on Jerusalem and ransacked the old of Jerusalem and destroyed Jerusalem. And the people of Israel were scattered all over the world. He was speaking using symbols. I want to protect you. The religion will not allow me. It's my prayer that everybody who is hearing here tonight, religion will not blindfold you from the truth. Let your hymn be louder. It's my prayer that as you are listening and you are reading the book of Proverbs from the book of Revelation from now, you will be able to see behind the scene. You'll be able to know exactly what is God trying to say to me. You'll be able, your eyes will be opened. If God were to describe me, what description will he give concerning me? If he looks at some people and he calls them vipers and serpents, if you were to look at me, what will he say about me? Because we can give all kind of description to ourselves. But it is what God says that matters. What is God saying about you? Shall we pray? Thank you, Jesus. I want us to pray two types of prayer for ourselves tonight. I want you to say after me, Lord Jesus, the desire to know you more, that is, plant it within me from today. Call upon the Lord for yourself. There is so much to know about him. If we rest at one step, we will miss the next step. I want to go higher. Moses started seeing the fire that was burning. It all consuming. But he didn't stop there. He began to hear the voice of God. God began to use it for signs and wonders. God used him to open the Red Sea. But he didn't stop there. God used him to call them, to call a manna from heaven. He didn't stop there. God used him to change the water of Mara to drinkable water. He didn't stop there. He cried to God, show me your glory. Let that desire be within me. I want to grow from one level to another level to another level to another level. Until I can see you as you are. That desire. That desire. The passion. The aspiration. To know you more. Lord of heaven. Plant it within me from today. So that. I will hunger after you. Thirst after you. Each day. My love for you will increase. I will desire you 
I will desire you, Lord. I will desire you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Shall we rise on our feet? You are going to pray another prayer for yourself. Symbols. Symbolism and comparison. At the time, I cried to God. Lord, show me myself. Who am I? And he spoke to me. Showed me revelation. I saw myself driving. I drove for a long time. Driving from one place to another. But throughout that dream, I didn't arrive anywhere. Oh, when I woke up, ah, knew what he was saying. He was telling me, son, you are working hard, but you have no focus. You can imagine somebody driving for hours without arriving anywhere. You, it is not driving he's talking about. He's talking about my life. You need to pray. Lord, show me myself. Show me myself. You will see that in the picture that we have seen here. There are several people that God spoke about. He spoke about kings as beasts. Jesus spoke about the Pharisees as serpents. Show me myself also. Show me myself. Because if you don't see yourself here, by the time you will see yourself over there, it will be too late. Show me myself now. Now, so that anything that I need to correct, I will correct it. Show me myself as I am. Show me myself. Open my eyes, oh Lord. Let me see. Let me see. The best way that I can understand. The best way that I can understand. Reveal it to me. Reveal it to me. Remember the person that I saw. Beautiful cock. Big. You will see it as you will desire it. But the cock was actually a serpent. As a poisonous snake. Show me myself. Show me myself. So that I can make correction now. God speaks in symbols. In symbols. So that he can draw our attention. So that he will imprint it in our memory. We will not forget. Symbols. So that we will work on it until we see the, the change that we desire. Symbols. Show me myself. Oh God. Show me myself. Show me myself. Lord God, show me myself. Oh Lord. Show me myself, oh Lord. Let me see you clearly. Let me hear clearly. Show me myself, oh Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your name. Mm. And I, I, th- I believe that God wants you to pray. One more prayer. And this prayer has to do with what? The prayer that Isaiah prayed for himself. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 5. Then said I, who is me? For I am undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people 
of unclean. Not only must God show you yourself, He must show you the people that you call your friends. The people that are close to you. Isaiah saw those who are close to him. They are people of unclean lips. You are going to pray. Say, Heavenly Father, show me those who are around me. Show me, Lord. Show me, Lord. Show me, Lord. Show me, O God. Lord God, show me. Not only is it that Isaiah saw himself, he also saw those who were around, who were around him. And that helped him a lot. There are people that you will trust and you will rely upon today when you see into the spirit realm. You will pick grace. Show me those who are around me. Show me, Lord. Show me, Lord. Show me. Show me, Lord. Holy Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Let your amen be louder. I'll be praying for you now very soon. I need to sound a note of warning. When you begin to move or to walk in the in, in revelation, one of the one of the things you must understand is that it is not everything revealed to you that you must share. There are, because revelation are principally secrets. God may show you somebody in the church and tell you exactly what he or she is. It will be the greatest mistake of your life if you begin to go from one person to the other and say, ah, 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 ah. I saw that person is Iena. God will never show you another one again. Because he knows that you are not trustworthy. Revelations are secrets. They are between you and God. Except, he tells you, go and tell so, so, so person. Then you have the right to tell. You will notice that when I share things here from the altar, even if the person is in the church, you cannot put your finger on the person. Revelation are meant to be for you. And except the people that you want to share it with, will tell you. So one of the reasons why many of us are going to be used is supernatural. Simply because we have not developed that habit of knowing how to keep secrets. There are things that are secret. I must be between you and God. Sometimes he will reveal something about someone so that it will inform your prayer for that person. You'll be able to pray, pray through for that person. You might have been praying in one direction before and then God showed you another revelation concerning this person and God said, okay, this is exactly what I wanted to pray about so that you can pray a meaningful intercessory prayer for that person. Your husband, your wife, God shows you something about your spouse. Does that mean that you must pack your load and go out tomorrow? The answer is no. Hey, sir, what I saw, if, I, if it were you, will you stay there? Of course. God is not showing you anything to destroy your home. But to help you to pray better. To pray the prayer that he will answer. The prayer that will make, will make a difference. Can I tell you? You are married. You are married. 
doesn't matter what you see. Because you will see things that may scare you. You are married, you are married. I don't want anybody to come to me and say, Sir, you are the one who prayed that I should see, and I've seen now. <laughs> and though I have been suspected before, now it is no more suspicion. I have seen clearly. And we also pray to God that you will never see again. <laughs> Pure and simple. Why I'm sending this one is because many people that God has shown things to, God stopped using them. It's not because God doesn't want to reveal something to them. It's because we are moving now to a deeper level. Anybody who wants to grow with God must reach that level of maturity. I know several things about people around me. Do I talk about it? No. Next me to pray. Next me to, to cancel. We God will want me to cancel. It makes my work easier because of what I know. So that is the reason why this warning is very crucial. Very crucial. Tell your neighbor, have you heard well? Have you heard well? Please say it very well. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give our offering very quickly before we go. And if you are doing transfer, please make sure you do your transfer. Don't forget that tomorrow is our victory service. And tomorrow morning, we continue our prayer for Nigeria. So, very important. Very important programs. And you can see the reason why now we have to keep praying for Nigeria. Because right now, we are in the valley of dry bones. But that is not what we are going to be forever. We are moving forward. We are going to be on our feet. We are going to be um, a blessing to nations of the world. If God could help Israel to come out of the valley of dry bones, he also will help us. Shall we pray together? Raise up your hand to God and thank you for all that he has taught us today. Give him glory for taking us higher. Give him glory for moving us closer to himself. Give him glory because of where he will take you from now. Of what he will make you to see. Of how he will make you to be a prophet to nations. How he will make you to see things that you have never seen before. How God will transport you from place to place. How it will help you. To help your neighbors. I will help you. To remove shame from lives. I will help you. To make your ministry. To become more effective than it is now. Give him glory. Because the Lord has decided. It's time to go higher. Thank you Heavenly Father. Jesus mighty name. We are prayed. Precious Father, we thank you for tonight. We bless your name for all that has spoken to us. We thank you for revelation. We give you glory and honor because of what you are about to begin to do in our lives. We thank you for our, our past. And we thank you also for our present. We thank you Lord because you know, we are now climbing the, uh, the ladder that will take us closer to you. Accept our thanks and praise in the name of Jesus. Blessed Father, we have prayed, we have cried unto you tonight. And I know several of your children, they will still go back to you, they will cry. They will cry their heart out. Just as, as, just as Moses cried. And he asked that he will see your glory. Lord, as, as your children, we pray today, show us your glory. Reveal yourself to us. Reveal ourselves to us. Reveal those around us to us. Reveal Nigeria to us. Reveal Africa to us. Reveal the whole world to us. Let our ministry become more robust. Let our ministry become more meaningful. Let our intercessory prayer be answered. In the name of Jesus, my Father, as this your children begin to see, Lord, help them also to know how to process the information. 
in the name of Jesus. There are several of us, things that are tying us down are far away from where we are. My father, wherever those things are, open our eyes to see them in the name of Jesus. My father, we pray, oh Lord, today, the everlasting doors that have shut against us, shut against our breakthrough, all such doors, open our eyes to see in the name of Jesus. And as you open our eyes, Lord, we pray, they will lift up their heads in the name of Jesus. We pray, my Father, my God, our lives will never remain the same. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You have told us that this is the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the year of the Lord's favor. It's also the year of the Lord's vengeance. We are praying for ourselves, for our families. Let this be our year of favor in the name of Jesus. Let it be also the year of vengeance upon our adversaries in the name of Jesus. As you take us higher. My Father, my God, we pray. Things that have been difficult for us before, make them easy. Things that have been impossible, make them possible. My Father, we ask, O Lord, every one of us, without an exception, as many of us who had made up our mind that we want to know you more, draw us closer. Father, draw us closer. Open our eyes. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus, Lord, Lord of heaven, we commit the offerings of tonight to your hand. Those who are giving on sight, those who are giving online, we pray, O oh God of heaven, that everyone we accept our offerings in the name of Jesus. We are asking my Father and my God that whatsoever may be sitting upon our finances before now open our eyes to see. Let your name be glorified. Thank you Heavenly Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus name we pray. And everybody will say a better amen. We hope you were blessed by this podcast. You can send feedback and inquiries to centralparishradio at gmail.com. Do subscribe to receive notification of new episodes. Thank you.